Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. And thanks for being with us here on another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host, and this week joined by two sophomores from the Penn State Lady Lions, Anna Camden and McKenna Marisa. They're going to share their journey to Penn State, what the team is hoping to accomplish this season, and also some of their involvements away from the court as well. I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Let's get to it. Here, Anna Camden and McKenna Marisa, our guests this week from the Penn State Lady Lions on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. McKenna, Anna, thanks so much for the time. How are you guys? We're good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, but I'm looking at you on Zoom, and for our audio audience, they can't tell you apart. So let's start this over. Just quickly introduce yourself so we can distinguish between each of you. Hi, I'm McKenna Marisa. I'm Anna Camden. <laughs> and we are very excited to be on this podcast. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Okay, I, I can tell already that this is going to be a lot of fun. I always ask our guests to tell us about themselves instead of me reading your bio off of gopsusports.com. Anna, let's start with you. How did you end up at Penn State? Yeah, so I am from Downingtown, Pennsylvania, which is about two and a half hours away. Um, I chose Penn State because partly I definitely wanted to be close to home. I love the idea of playing for my state, representing and I also am majoring in broadcast journalism, which is another reason I chose Penn State because the Belisario College of Communications is top notch. And I've already you know, received some great advice and mentorship through that program. And then um, most importantly, I want to be a part of a rebuild. And that's exactly what we are doing here right now, um, putting Penn State back on the map. Now, McKenna, you're from the other side of the state. <laughs> the better side of the state. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, boy. Everyone always wants to debate Wawa versus Sheets here in State College and at Penn State. Is that how we're going to spend the entire podcast? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like Wawa. I like hey, <laughs> you heard her. You heard her. I'm not going to lie, but still Pittsburgh sports are better. <laughs> um, I'm from Pittsburgh obviously. And um, I came to Penn State because a lot of my family has come here. My grandpa was on the 1954 Final Four team. My mom came here. My aunt was on the dance team. Um, both my brothers came here. So I have a lot of people in my family that came to Penn State and uh, my blood kind of bleeds blue and white. So, um, you know, there was no place I, I would have rather been. I, I call this place home. Um, and also like what Anna said with the rebuild, um, this place is special to me and we are looking to do something special here and, and, you know, be a part of this rebuild. McKenna, you mentioned your mom, your grandfather, your older brothers attend Penn state. You have a twin sister too. She didn't end up at Penn state. No, she actually chose a different path. She went to Florida state. <laughs> so out of your entire family, it's your twin. That's not here. So you don't have that twin telepathy thing going on. Uh, not really. Sometimes it depends. We're pretty close though, but yeah, she chose her own path and headed to Florida. I can tell, and I've met you guys for about five minutes here, that it seems like you have that with Anna though. So how did this relationship and friendship form? So we were um, put together as roommates freshman year. And honestly, like from 
I think our first bonding experience was over the movie Endgame of the Avengers series. We weren't, we hadn't even like met or like spent time together and she posted something about Avengers. And I was like, okay, this is about to be my girl for life because I'm a very big Avengers fan. And then we actually got to school in summer of 2019. And honestly, from night one, we were so comfortable with each other. Like, I don't know, it just clicked. Like everything that all of my preferences lined, lined up with hers. We've never had a single problem living together for two years, knock on wood. <laughs> um, like we, we really don't fight. Um, we're like sisters. So maybe like bickering here and there, but it was honestly like crazy how quickly and sync and comfortable we were around each other. Yeah. And um, like what Anna said, whenever we came in, we were just so comfortable around each other. And we were, you know, we haven't gotten too many fights, but we're both kind of different in the way that, you know, like she keeps me very organized. And <laughs> I, true. I wasn't always, you know, like a, a very organized person. So like, okay, doing, you're, she, you're still not, let's be fair. <laughs> she keeps me like, she keeps me in check doing the dishes, taking <laughs> out the trash, um, even like, you know, being on time for everything. It's been you know, she, it's just awesome living with her because I need someone like that <laughs> to keep me straight. So, um, that's another thing. And then just, you know, we're, we become best friends. We become so close. So, um, you know, we call each other soul sisters. Like we <laughs> just automatically, um, our personalities kind of meshed. You discussed a rebuild and last year as freshmen, you both played a ton, starting games, contributing a lot as a young team and with a young team, not just yourselves. How have those bonds and your relationship carried over to the court? I think that our closeness and um, what the experience that we gained last year together definitely carried over this year because we're very united in our goals. We have the same intentions for this program, want to reach the same levels of success, and we're really content to do that together. So we're excited to you know share that and have been sharing that with our freshmen, with the transfers. Um, you know, when you come in, you as freshmen and as transfers that came in this year, because we have a very, very new team, you know, they came in and met two people that were completely on the same page. And I think that's something that's very special when you're trying to rebuild a program that everyone is united in the goals and in the ways that they want to move the program forward. And this number was amazing to me, 13 newcomers on this year's team. So what's the process of integration like with this year's team? And this is the COVID era to make things even more challenging. As sophomores, you two are kind of the elder statesmen of the program already. Yeah, <laughs> we are kind of. Um, it's, you know, we just, we kind of talk about it sometimes, but like we look to be leaders for them and not have them make the same mistakes that we made our freshman year and kind of just look towards being vocal with them and helping them through mistakes um but we we love all of them to death they're awesome all awesome people we get along um mesh well and we're just building that chemistry every day off the court and hopefully like having it transfer on the court so and obviously it's challenging because like you said we are only sophomores there's a mm -hmm. whole lot that we are both still learning and needing to improve upon in our games but at the same time, we're, you know, supposed to be culture drivers and leaders for the team. So it definitely can be challenging, but we're thankful that we have each other and that the team is progressing in the way that we are right now. How would you describe playing for Coach Keeger? She never accepts mediocrity and always pushes everyone to be great in everything, not just on the basketball court. So um, 
to be great people, be great students, um, athletes, whatever it is. So like just brings greatness, pushes us to be great and everything. And that's like something I really, really like, I just, you know, aspire to be. And I, I look up to her for that. And she has really been, you know, like a role model for me. And um, I know a lot of people, but I have learned so much from her. Um, and she, she just pushes me every single day. And, you know, it's, it's not always easy. <laughs> it's very hard because there's a very high expectation, but um, I know that I'm becoming a better overall person, athlete, student every day, just being led by her. So um, I would say this, and this might be kind of deep, so grab your tissues, but, um, <laughs> and, and I don't, I've honestly never told her this either, but coach Keegan and I are very, very similar in our, the way, the passionate way that we live life. We're both opinionated, strong, forced, um, strong-willed females. And she was one of the first um, women, aside from my mom, that I met that encouraged all of my personality traits that are so frowned upon in a lot of other parts of society. You know, the part of me that is opinionated and is strong-willed and is fierce and is going to call you out. Um, she encourages me to be those things. And she was the first person in my life and now, you know, role model for me that didn't want me to apologize for it, but wanted me to be more of all those things. And it's honestly been amazing having someone like that in my life around and to be coached by, to be led by in my life, all of the above. And particularly if you reflect on what's occurred in our country the last six to 12 months, I know Anna, you presented to the board of trustees at Penn State about social justice initiatives. Having the influence of someone like Coach Keeger, how does that allow you to have the confidence to use your voice and platform? hundred percent. You know, she encourages us to use our voices. Um, probably one of the best in the country at doing so. They want us to use our platform. They don't want to restrain us at all. And that's in everything that this life has to offer. And they're constantly preparing us for life when the ball stops bouncing, which is inevitable for all of us. So it's, it's really special to be coached by, by a woman like that. Shifting gears, let's turn it around. How have you helped coach with her TikTok skills, Anna? You have 149,000 followers. I didn't look, but I'm guessing coach has slightly less. <laughs> yeah, so Keeks and I definitely are working on the social media game. She'll send me some videos and be like, how does this look? And I might tweak it for her. <laughs> um, but no, that's, su that's super funny. She, um, she's definitely trying to get into that TikTok game more and has been posting stuff. And I think it's funny one day she was like, honestly, Anna, like it's so much harder than I thought it would be. Like, I'm so impressed that you like have been able to do this. So that is really cool. Anna, don't sell yourself short here. Your videos have more than 8 million likes. What's the formula for success? Why do you enjoy doing it? Yeah. Um, honestly, I would love to credit you know, myself and my charm, but people love Penn State and they love Penn State athletes. So it's, I'm the luckiest person in the world that I get to advertise that. And I get to be a spokeswoman for this amazing university. Um, I love to show up like a day in my life or in quarantine, I did a, a pose challenge with a bunch of other student athletes and their teams. And, you know, Happy Valley has some of the best fans in the country. So they love that stuff. And I wanted to ask you how the pose challenge came about. Athletes from gymnastics, hockey, baseball at Penn State, all involved. How did you get that participation? How did everyone get involved? Yeah, so um, social media is a beautiful thing because you can reach anyone at any time. And that's precisely what I did. I had the idea in the first one that I made 
was just a lot of my friends. We had some football guys, um, Jamari Wheeler from basketball, a couple soccer players. And so I just reached out to them and then I got all of these requests for part two. And everyone was like, Grant, 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 we need the lacrosse, Grant. And I, I had never spoken to Grant in my entire life. I honestly was like, okay, who is this Grant guy that they need? Because <laughs> um, I was, I, we hadn't even had a spring at um, Penn State at that time. So I'd never watched Penn State lacrosse in my time here. But I went on Instagram, found his account, DM'd him. He was like, yes, I'd love to do it. Got a bunch of others who had been requested and boom, there was part two and everyone loved it. McKenna, I, I've seen you in some of her videos. What impact do you have on it? Are you as her roommate, like sometimes, oh my goodness, she's recording another TikTok? Oh, I, I hear it all the time next to me, <laughs> across, across from me. I'll hear TikTok sounds. I'll be like, oh yeah, she's recording it. <laughs> I'll hear her she'll be like oh, oh like kenna this is such a great idea i think i'm gonna do this and then i'll hear her out in the mirror like either i'll see her doing a dance or like just using a tiktok sound i'm like i you know it's awesome i love anna's creativity with it and i'm so happy that you know she has gotten so much fame with the tiktok and um she does a lot of good things with it and reaches a lot of you know younger girls and a younger audience that aspire to be like her so it's pretty awesome and you know brian i don't know if you knew this but kenna was actually the person who got me to start tiktok so uninterested in the app as a whole <laughs> and she would make jokes and just be like dude you could literally be famous like you're the type of like just do it like and so i was like okay fine and i started it and like out of nowhere I just started getting these followers and likes and so I mean creds to McKenna for pushing me to do it. Anna she mentioned that there is a more serious side of it too you can be a role model for younger girls and younger women and another topic I'm sure you are both aware of is name image and likeness and upcoming NCAA legislation that will likely alter college athletics are these things you consider as well how does that impact the thought process and what is that process like for an 18 to 22 year old student athlete at Penn State? Yeah, honestly, I would find myself foolish if it wasn't on my mind because in our generation, there is so much money to be made on social media. So that's definitely something that's at the forefront, like when that does get passed and I am able to make money off of my name, I can't wait. <laughs> um, I feel like TikTok is fun, it's super exciting, but I, I'm not gonna lie, at times it's a job and it's a burden like that to, you know, instead of taking a nap, I'm gonna go make like two TikToks that I can post later on in the week. And that might sound really dumb to some people, but that actually what it is, what it is like. Mm -hmm. And I do that knowing that I'm going to make money off of this one day. It's, I mean, it's definitely a driving force. Now there is no easy transition here. There wasn't TikTok in 1954 when McKenna, your grandfather, Rudy played on Penn State's only final four men's team. We heard a lot about that team recently with the passing of all time great Jesse Arnell, what has he shared with you about playing days at Penn State, which were certainly a lot different in the 1950s? I love talking to my grandpa about that stuff because um, he, I mean, he shows me pictures and he's, he's a very like humble guy. So, you know, he'll be like, I'll say like, grandpa, like, were you, you know, one of the stars on the team, like this and that. And he was like, no, like I, you know, I just, I was just a good runner, this and that, you know, I, I played my role. Um, I did what I had to do and he was tough, but like, I, I always ask him about that. And he basically like, just said like, so how it started was he sent in a football video actually mm -hmm. as a recruiting video and they liked him, the basketball coaches noticed and they were like, he's a pretty good athlete. So there, he said there was like 
140 some guys that came to try out and um he got down to like a certain amount and then like he had to show himself and prove himself so he said the way like I caught their attention was just running and it was it was very different That's back literally then. McKenna she could run <laughs> she could run for miles and not stop and I was like you know I am like I'd say one of my strengths is running so I was like that's pretty funny you know that that's <laughs> that's kind of how he stood out um but it's really cool because like his experience is that he he doesn't like hype himself up at all about it but like I just think it's so cool that he he was a part of the only final four team ever like in men's history of Penn State uh, men's basketball but um yeah he he's he's awesome and he he just cheers me on all the time we have a really good relationship uh, and he just thinks it's extra special that I'm here at Penn State you know his alma mater um and another cool fact is he actually and I didn't know this until I got here but he wore the number 20 and I ended up wanting 20 and I saw like he's on one of the walls here at Penn State and I saw him wearing 20 and I I just had a, like a wow moment like oh my gosh I'm, I'm the same number as him that's so cool. Before COVID did he have a chance to attend any of your games as a freshman? Yes he he did I think he came to one or two games um, it's hard for him to kind of get around now he's a little a little bit older but he loves to you know hey, they watch my grandparents watch all the games on TV and he loves to call me afterwards and give me some advice um, his favorite move is like the jump shot so he always talks about it and like once it like anytime I do a jump shot in the game he'll call me text me after he'll be like that was beautiful <laughs> and same with my grandma my grandma will text me and be like your grandfather loved that jump shot <laughs> so, your grandma is the cutest human <laughs> she's pretty cute but yeah they're they're awesome super supportive um and I'm just really thankful to have you know that I, I also look up to him and I'm really thankful to have a person like that such a hard worker and you know just grandparents like them and a grandfather like him and I know you always wanted to go to Penn State but what did your grandfather think of recruiting in what 2017 2018 2019 compared to the 1950s as you said he sent a tape in and it was his football tape and he ends up being a member and a starter on the 1954 basketball team that goes to the final four <laughs> I actually haven't talked to him about it much, but I'm sure he would think it's it's just so much crazier. Um, he did uh, coach at Waynesburg for a long time. He was like a Waynesburg legend. Um, and so I'm sure he he got caught up a little bit with what the re recruiting process was like, even though it wasn't, you know, a division one school. Um, but the back in his like back in his, you know, 1954, it was obviously completely very different with the varsity team and the JV team. And then, um, you know, 140 guys trying out for the team rather than scholarships and, all, you know, all that. So that's so cool. And we're almost out of time. So let's circle back and wrap it up as it pertains to this year's team and this season, as it continues, what do you want to accomplish as you lay the foundation with a really young team? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is just culture, culture, culture. We talk about it a lot as a team. Um, you know, laying the foundation is going to make this program great for years to come. And that's ultimately our goal. Our goal mm -hmm. is to win a Big Ten championship this year mm -hmm. and then fall back under the radar. So as we're a part of this rebuild, it's so important for us to set the high standard, uphold it, keep that culture where it is, which is max effort, juice. I mean, we have our acronym PRIDE, which is passion, respect, investment, discipline, and excellence. And, you know, that is our culture. And I think that's the most important thing. Wins or losses, you know, stats high, stats low. 
to uphold this season and as we move forward, um, you know, with the understanding that that is going to set us up for success for years to come. And competing every day, coming in with a mindset of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to make my teammate better and showing the underclassmen that that is the standard of, you know, just wanting to make each other every day, pushing each other to be great, um, not even just on the court, but outside. That's kind of the culture that we want. Um, and that's just going to make for greatness, you know, along further along the line. So Anna McKenna, thanks so much. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. It was a blast for me. And thanks for being our guest this week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Thank you. Thank you. Two outstanding members of the Penn State Lady Lions, Anna Camden and McKenna Marisa. Coach Carolyn Keeker's done such a great job with the program in her second year as the head coach. And that wraps it up this week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. If you like what you heard here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to rate our podcast as well. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.